You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. This is Ace All Night. Floriano has hit it out again. Ace Baseball, just for you. Here is A's All Night. I'm Alex Jensen, and it's time for A's All Night. Oakland's up and down road trip through the Windy City continued on Saturday as they fell to the White Sox by the final of 3-2 to two to even this three-game set on the south side. We pick up the action in the bottom of the third when the Pale Hose opened the scoring. With two outs, Lurie Garcia tried to steal third and scored, taaking advantage of a defensive miscue. Well, pitch runner goes to third. The throw there is not a time. It gets away from Chapman, trickles up the third baseline, and now Garcia will get up and he will score. A stolen base and an E2, and it's 1-0 Chicago. In the top of the fifth, having left four on already, the A's frustrations continued against White Sox starter Reynaldo Lopez as Chris Herman batted after a leadoff walk to Jerickson Profar. 2-1, and that swung on a ground ball into the shift. Sanchez, the second baseman, throws to the shortstop for one, back to first for two. So Sanchez able to throw to a moving target. Anderson getting back to the bag in second, almost going backwards on the bag, then a quick throw back to the first base in Abreu. And that's a 4-6-3 double play. In the bottom of the inning, the White Sox extended their lead as Eloy Jimenez led off the frame against A starter Tanner Roar. 2-0 now. Jimenez drills one to right center. Canna going back deep in the alley. He'll watch. And Jimenez has hit it out. And the White Sox take a 2-0 lead. The 19th of the year for the rookie Eloy Jimenez and up into the seats in right center field. In the top of the seventh, still trailing two to nothing, the A's were robbed of a chance to tie and perhaps take the lead. With two outs and the bases loaded, Chad Pinder pinch hit for Robbie Grossman and hit a drive out to right center. But Chicago right fielder John Jay was able to run it down. The one-two. Fastball hit in the air to right center field. In the alley. On the run is Jay. Reaches out. Makes a sliding catch. An amazing play by John Jay. He just saved the game for Chicago. If that ball gets down between Jay and Garcia, at the very least, the game is tied and possibly Oakland has a one-run lead. A skipper Bob Melvin and Pinder relive the play and discuss the significance of the moment. Yeah, that's the key to the game. You know, gets gets behind two strikes and ends up putting a really good swing on it like we see him. Really good coming off the bench and hits it hard in the right center field gap. I thought when he hit it, it was down. Got to tip your cap. He made a good play. It's a great play. I mean, when I hit it, I kind of just see what saw where they were positioned. I thought there was a chance it might, it might be caught. Um, excuse me, my drop, but he made a great catch. You know, it's not easy to do as an outfitter, especially, you know, behind the back and, and to come down with the, with the slide. Um, you just got to tip your cap to him. It's a great play in a, in a big spot. The catch by Jay also helped keep the slate clean of White Sox starter Reynaldo Lopez. As Chicago's righty kept the A's off the board through his six and a third innings. Bob Melvin and Mark Hanna comment on Lopez's effectiveness. No, he has, he's got good stuff. I mean, it throws upwards of 100 miles an hour with a you know pretty good changeup, pretty good breaking ball, too. He gave us some trouble last time, so we just try to fight in there and get him out of the game and 
you know, when he's pitching that well and hopefully score some runs off the bullpen, which we did, just not, you know, left some guys on base today. And we had our opportunities. Yeah, he's good. He, um, you know, he has the stuff and then he has some kind of weird deception that it's kind of hard to explain. Like right now, I think he's having success because he's mixing his pitches so well and he's throwing strikes and he's he's kind of locating his off speed in good, good places and, you know, and you throw 97 on top of all that, it's a tough um, tough task for a hitter. In the bottom of the seventh, the White Sox got another off of Tanner Roark. With Tim Anderson on first base and two outs, Wellington Castillo put a ball in the right spot to score the speedy Anderson, Anderson from first base. It's on the way. Swung on line to left. Chasing it down is Pinder. It's by him. Gets it on a bounce. Anderson to third. They're going to wave him home. And a relay from Chapman to the plate. It's going to be not in time as... Anderson tumbles over home plate safely. The ball eludes Herman, backed up by Roark, and it's 3-0 Chicago. By sending the runner, the challenge for the A's was difficult, and Anderson beat the relay by Chapman, and that's going to be the final pitch thrown tonight by Tanner Roark. Despite taking the loss, Roark was quality for the green and gold again in his second start, giving up two earned runs and three total across his six and two-thirds innings. Melvin and Roark, after the ball game, weigh in on the righties out. Actually, compared to last time, his pitch count was really good, which allowed him to go as deep as he did, and I thought he was great. I mean, gave up two earned runs and six and two-thirds, didn't walk anybody, struck out, what, seven or eight, thought he threw the ball well. I just felt like I got beat. That was a pitcher's duel, for, I feel like, for the most part, and Lopez came out on top, so felt really, really good. I'm um, working with Harmon for the first time. We're on the same page. You know, I felt like this made two bad pitches, and... Uh, in the eighth, the A's had another shot to get on the board as two straight two-out singles put runners on first and second for Steven Piscotti. And again, the 3-2 is swung on a ground ball to short to his left. Anderson has it, quickly throws to first for the out. Inning over, good job by Anderson, ranging to his left. Off-balance throw from the rim of the outfield grass. Piscotti's out 6-3 and the A's go down and their frustrations continue on this Saturday in Chicago. In the top of the ninth, though, Oakland made some noise, refusing to go quietly against White Sox closer Alex Colome. A Marcus Simeon two-out single set the stage for consecutive at-bats by Pinder and Matt Chapman to get the A's on the board. One pitch on the way. is lined down the left field line, a base hit, and it's going to get past Garcia and go all the way to the wall. They're going to hold Simeon at third, and Pinder ropes a two-base hit to left. And the A's have runners at second and third, and they have their shot with Chapman coming up. Colomay ready, delivers, and it's swung on and bounced to third. Over the back, it gets right through the third baseman. Goins rolls into left field. Two runs of score, and Chapman goes to second, and the A's are down three to two. How do you like that? And the A's have the tying run in scoring position, and they're going to walk Matt Olson and take their shot with Canna. Canna was able to work a walk, loading the bases for Chris Davis, but the A's could not complete the comeback as Colomay got KD to end and the ball here's game. Here's the 1-2 again by Colomay, swung on and missed this one's over. Davis K's, the A's get two, they leave three on a night of frustration for the Oakland A's. They put up a great battle in the ninth inning, but they come up a run shy as the White Sox have even the series in the final Chicago three and the Athletics, too. Although the A's fell on Saturday, they showed some fight in the ninth inning, as they normally do. Melvin, Canna, and Roark on the club's ability to make some noise despite the frustrating offensive night. These guys fighting, you know, and these are their best guys that they're bringing in the game. So we put ourselves in position right there to win the game. You know, just one more hit. It was a frustrating night, and, but I think it, it shows the character of our team. We always 
seemed to do that and fight back in the ninth. And that game had the feeling of a lot of games where we come back and won. I think we all were in that dugout. We are feeling like we were going to win that game right there. But, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. It's just, but, you know, I think that's a sign of a good team. You know, we almost we battled back, you know, in the, in the ninth. So it shows that we never, we're never out of it. And against a good closer, it's been really good all year. So oh, it's good to see. To see guys keep fighting and uh, keep battling. So the A's fall back to 15 games over the 500 mark at 66 and 51, and we'll hand the ball to Chris Bassett on Sunday in the rubber match of this three-game series in what should be a good pitching matchup with White Sox righty Lucas Giolito. Pre-game coverage begins at 10:05 a.m. with A's total access, followed by first pitch at 11:10 along the Oakland A's radio network. Thanks for listening. I'm Alex Jensen, and this is A's All Night. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.